Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, June the 2nd. And over these past few days, and for many of you, you've probably seen this over the past few weeks, we have been acknowledging the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. I want to talk about it in the context of reparations. Today was the day after the very worst attacks and murders and lynchings and bombings in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in a black community called Greenwood 100 years ago. 100 years ago today, businesses, homes, schools, churches were just ash. And people were scrambling to figure out where to live, where to go, what to do, how to make it. I want to talk about how easy and obvious it would seem to be to offer reparations to anyone and any descendant of anybody impacted by the Tulsa Race Massacre. And yet this country still refuses to do so. Let me unpack and explain what I mean. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. For the past two days in particular, on May 31st and June the 1st, we have been acknowledging and I don't I don't want to use the word celebrating, but I think honoring is the right word. Honoring those who survived the Tulsa Race Massacre, who endured it. Honoring the brilliance and beauty and magnificence of the place that they called Black Wall Street, Greenwood, there in Tulsa. And mourning and grieving the enormity of the loss, the pain, the the lynching, the destruction, the murder, the bigotry, the racism, the ugliness, and just trying to help this place that we call home, the United States of America, to try to help this place Acknowledge the pain of its past. I don't want to go into remarks from Joe Biden in Tulsa that I I thought were, I mean, I'd probably give them a, a D, maybe a D plus somewhere in that ballpark. You know, I think one thing frustrated a lot of us that Joe Biden said there in Tulsa talking about how black people needed to register more people to vote. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please leave that alone right now. And please acknowledge that over 90% of black men and women vote for the Democratic Party and nobody has registered more and voted more 
for Joe Biden than black people. No single ethnic group. It's not even close. Votes more for Democrats than black people. So please, please do not come to the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre talking to black people about how badly they need to register more people to vote. Please don't do that. Please. But something, in in some ways, something has, beyond those remarks of Joe Biden, something has frustrated me beyond words and has taken me just a few days to gather how I want to say this verbally, audibly. Several living survivors of the Tulsa race massacre testified in Congress last week, uh, appeared on multiple television shows, almost Every survivor is now over 100 years old, and it's amazing in and of itself that anybody could live to be over 100 years old, not to mention them being a survivor, a black survivor of the Tulsa race massacre of 1921, that they made it to 2021, that you endured and survived that massacre as a child and found your way all the way to 2021 is a miracle. But something broke my heart to hear these elders, supreme elders, over 100 years old. One one woman was 107 years old, and a dear friend of mine, I won't say his name, but a dear friend of mine, uh, a well-known leader, uh, wrote me to say that these are his relatives, and he doesn't talk about that much publicly. But he is a descendant of some of the living survivors of the Tulsa race massacre and a descendant of many people who did not survive. And that we still have survivors of this thing, and they still have not been compensated for what happened to them. I mean, a hundred plus blocks of homes and businesses and churches and schools and uh, thousands of homes, nearly every single business completely destroyed. And they still have not been given reparations. We can forget the word reparations if that's a hang-up for you. But for most of my life, and I'm 41 years old, I'm not young. For most of my life, one of the big pushbacks to reparations has always been, because most people, when they think reparations, they just think slavery. So listen, but there's nobody around who actually experienced slavery. They're all dead. And let's not get into the fact that A month after slavery, you denied them reparations. A year after, a decade after, a century after, when there were millions of people who were alive who experienced slavery, you denied them reparations. Not 40 acres and a mule, not $40, not $400 or $4,000 or $40,000, nothing. And, And what they do is they say, Well, there's no one here who actually experienced it. So why should we pay for it? 
leaving out that when people were alive who did experience it, you denied them everything. And yet here we are. A hundred years after the Tulsa race massacre, one of the grossest moments in modern American history, the single deadliest mass shooting in modern American history, where hundreds of African Americans were shot, killed, lynched, burned, maimed. And, and this is no small detail, bombed as city and county officials in Tulsa, from the police department and other parts of the local government, cooperated and dropped bombs on homes and businesses and destroyed the single most thriving black community in America. Still no reparations. Not from Tulsa. Not from Oklahoma. Not from the United States of America. And one of the things that I said in a piece that I wrote at thenorthstar.com, and and again, if you're not yet a member, please go and join now at thenorthstar.com. One of the things that I said is a lesson that I've taught college students and even high school students all over the country. When I've seen high school and college students fighting for change on their campuses, and sometimes in academic departments, sometimes you know, campus-wide, school-wide, college-wide, I've told them a lesson that I want to tell you. Do not allow administrators, college presidents, vice presidents, principals, do not allow them to convince you that them listening to you is good enough. Like, when you're fighting for change, sometimes the people who can make that change happen want you to think that them listening to you is reparations. (laughs) No, no. You letting me tell you what you've done wrong is not repairing the wound. You listening to me as we tell you what we demand and want and deserve is not enough. It's not enough to listen to the survivors of the Tulsa race massacre. Yes, listen to them. And part of what breaks my heart is I understand that when you have people who have not been listened to for generations, sometimes simply being acknowledged and heard feels like way more than it actually is. But the survivors of the Tulsa race massacre, let me be clear, are not just saying, we want you to hear us. They are demanding reparations for themselves and for everyone who was impacted by that massacre in any way and their descendants. And they often... I think the first excuse I'll often hear about reparations is, well, to who? Who do you give them to? Nobody's around. Well, here here are some people who are around. But the second thing that I hear is really just uh, 
is a, a very close second to to this whole thing of they're not around is it would be so difficult to figure out how to do this. Okay. Yeah. If you can fly a man to the moon, if you can place a rover on Mars and control it remotely and have it pick up soil samples and study them and have it take 360-degree images, yeah, we can figure out reparations. We can do that. We can absolutely make that happen. If you can create a vaccine for a worldwide pandemic of the coronavirus and do it in record time and begin distributing it and doing all, yeah, yeah, we can, we can figure out reparations. One of the things that I see that is wrong, and I say wrong in capital letters, bold print, underlined, highlighted, whatever, is I'll see these calculations that say, well, if you add up the value of the homes and the value of the businesses, it is uh, $14 million. It's like, no, 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 no. When you destroyed a, a house and slaughtered the family in the house, that house is worth more than $12,000. You destroyed a family. And the cost of destroying a family, when you blew up a business, no, no, no. You can't just calculate the real estate value of that business. No, 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 no. You interrupted generational wealth. You changed the future of America, the future of black America, and the future of that entire community. So much so that if you go to Tulsa now, it's not, it is not a, it is not the most thriving black community in America. You destroyed that place and destroyed the trajectory of this country and of black America. It's why I love the season of The Watchmen on HBO that just imagines with science fiction what should have been done to try to fix what really went wrong, what should have happened. These living, breathing human beings and everyone connected to them and everyone connected to them and everyone that is remotely connected to that massacre deserve reparations. Period, point blank, dot com. I don't even know how that could be denied. Not with, not with integrity. Not and being reasonable. It's obvious. And if that's obvious, let that be a starting point for some of you who may have never considered before who deserves reparations. Maybe we could just start right there. I've got to run heading into a meeting that I have here in five minutes, but I love and appreciate all of you. Hope you're doing really, really well. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hi, this is Ghani Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate 
mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. It's the pathway.